Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Far Above Rubies. My name is Erin Holmes, and I'm the pastor's wife at Journey Church in Henderson, Nevada. Through Far Above Rubies, we dig deeper into the Word of God, not only to find out more about who He is, but also about who we are in Him. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to subscribe and invite your friends to do the same. Now, a short word about our sponsor. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Far Above Rubies today. As we continue our walk through this month's topical study of prayer, the Word of God, belonging to the body of Christ, and servant leadership, today we are again digging into the topic of the Word. We are asking the question, why? Again, why do we dig into the Word? What is its benefit? What is its purpose? How do we do it? Okay, this is the the questions we're asking today. We're asking why. Our answer today is to teach others. That's why we dig into the Word of God. That's one of the main reasons. We dig into the Word of God so that we may teach others. Your reading challenge for today is Matthew chapter 5 and verse 19, and then we'll have a couple of other passages in a moment you can read on your time. Verse 19 says this, Anyone who ignores the least commandment and teaches others to do the same, you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But anyone who obeys God's laws and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Now here's your additional passages that you can read when you have time. Matthew chapter 28, Acts chapter 1, and Romans chapter 10. All of these passages of scripture tell us that our first job as a Christian, next to loving God and living our lives toward Him, is to teach others the word to make disciples which means teaching others what god desires for their lives how to get close to him teaching others we delve into the word we study it we read it we learn it not solely for our benefit it's important that we do that for our own selves but it's not just for us we do it so that we may teach others about it We don't just read like we talked about yesterday so that we can check off a box. We read it so that we may consume more of God, more of His heart, and that we may invest that into another life, okay? Invest it into another life. I've brought up this um, parable from the Lord already this month, and I'm going to share it again. The parable of the three servants who were given talents and his master went out of of town. He went on a trip, on a journey, and he gave his servants money, essentially, to invest, to be good stewards of. One doubled their return, another doubled their return, and the last one was afraid he would lose his his master's money, excuse me. And so he buried it into the earth. And when he went back to his master the master said what have you done you've done nothing with what i've given you and i'm afraid that we treat what we are given in the word of god that way sometimes i'm afraid i'll mess it up god if i try to pour it into someone else i'm afraid lord that i'll i'll say the wrong things i'll do the wrong things i might make a mistake and so i'm just gonna bury it i'm gonna zip my lips and throw away the key because what if i mess up will won't you be angry with me 
And the master in the Lord's parable simply was angry that he did nothing, that he didn't try to invest what he was given. We are given so much in the Word of God, especially if you've been around church for any length of time and you've been poured into and poured into and poured into. If we do nothing with that investment into our lives, if we don't invest that into someone else's life, what are we doing with what we've been given? It is well studied in the secular world that we learn better, that we retain information, that we more securely create a foundation in, in a topic when we teach others about it. When we teach someone else, we actually learn better for ourselves. You can go and look it up. It's true. It's been studied at length that when we teach, we also learn, okay? Don't think that you have to have walked with the Lord for 20 years to be able to teach anyone else about the word, okay? Whether you've known God for 50 years or five days, teach someone what you know about him, what you know about the word. You might not know anything else except God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Teach them that. You might only know repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission or removal of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. If that's all you know, Teach them that. Teach them whatever it is you have learned from the Word of God. Where do you start? Start at home. Start with your children. If you have children living at home, teach them daily, day in, day out, little bits if that's all you know. Teach them. Start there. Exercise that teaching muscle and it will grow, okay? Sign up, volunteer to teach a Sunday school class at your church. It's great, great practice for teaching adults because if you can teach a kid who can't sit still about the love of Jesus, you can probably teach your friend over coffee about the love of Jesus. Sign up and volunteer and be passionate about it and be faithful to it. Teach, okay? Start a Bible study. You've got that friend across the cubicle from you. You've got that friend that you go to class with at your college or that neighbor or that lady that you have playdates with with your kids or a another a fellow widower that you can start somewhere with a Bible study and that Bible study might be, hey, I got this new Bible study and I want to learn it. Will you join me and we'll learn it together? Just start teaching. Exercise that muscle and it will get stronger and stronger and you will grow more confident and more confident in teaching. Some of you look at me and think, wow, she is awesome at teaching. She does so good. I feel nervous every single time I come to you. And that is the God's honest truth. It is not made up. I feel nervous every time I come to you. But over the years of exercising that muscle of teaching, it gets easier and easier to open my mouth and speak the things of God. And it will for you too. It will for you too. You guys would not ever know, maybe, maybe you would know, maybe you can tell, that I was horrible horrified in my speech class in college. Absolutely horrified. Couldn't feel my face, knees shaking, hands sweaty. And I still get that way in front of a group of people. But whenever we exercise any muscle, it gets stronger. Exercise teaching other people about the Word of God. Don't stay silent. Don't let what God has invested into your life, what your pastor and pastor's wife have invested into your life, what your mentors have invested into your life, don't let it go to waste because you bury it in the ground and you refuse to make a mistake by opening your mouth and letting the Word of God flow out of you. 
pour into others, be in, an investor in someone else's life. That is one of the main reasons that we dig into the Word of God, that we pour it into our own lives so that we may pour it into the lives of others. You've got to start somewhere. Anyone who ignores the least commandment and teaches others to do the same, you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But anyone who obeys God's laws and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. What a beautiful, wonderful, and relatively easy way to be called great in the kingdom of heaven, to teach others, to love the word of God, to love who he is, and to love people as a result of those things. If no one has told you lately, you are loved and you are cherished and you are valuable. You have beautiful and tremendous worth, my friend, and that worth is far above rubies. Thank you for tuning in today and I will see you all again very soon. God bless you.